I'm John Peters, one of the founders of Callaway's Nursery. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now here's Neil. Well, all right, John, and I'll try not to let you down. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program, and thank you for tuning us in this morning. I'm glad to have you here. Kind of warm and going to get warmer, but uh, that's kind of the way it is here in Texas. It's just a little ahead of schedule, and uh, hopefully it'll finish a little ahead of schedule. Usually that's not the way it works, but uh, anyway, let's help our plants. Things still look really good, and we can keep it that way. Give me a call if I can help you with the gardens and landscapes at your place, 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. going to ask uh, that you not call because your St. Augustine is looking poorly. Uh, I'll cover that uh, and uh, give you detail. There's no point in in uh, uh, filling the phones up with uh, nothing but St. Augustine questions because that could happen right now. Uh, you're probably finishing up take-all root rot and getting into gray leaf spot. My guess would be that most of what you're seeing in St. Augustine is take-all root rot. We will talk about that a little bit later in the in the hour. Um, and uh, do remember that if you are trying to eliminate crabgrass and grass burrs, and if you made the first application of pre-emergent weed killer back in early to mid-March this year of either Baylan or Dimension or Halts with, well, it's Disease X with Halts, uh, if you made an application one of those three sets of granules, it's time for the second application now. If you didn't make the first application, then this would not be the second application, and it would be wasted if you put it on now. So just uh, keep that in mind. Uh, but we can talk about any of this stuff. I just didn't want to get everything started with St. Augustine. Yesterday on my statewide program, I didn't make my disclaimer quite quickly enough. I guess it was on the KLIF program. And the first, uh, golly, I think almost one hour, uh, people were lined up to start with, with uh, nothing but uh, a lawn St. Augustine questions. So, uh, I don't mind taking them, just don't want to take uh, calls about St. Augustine that's yellowed, uh, because that's probably take-all root rot. There we go. Anyway, let's talk about your vegetable garden, your flowers, your, your uh, can I start a new lawn now, uh, landscaping, houseplants, patio plants, any of that. 800-288-WBAP. Mike Bass is running the boards and answering the calls, if I still get any after all of that. I probably just talked myself out of any business at all. Uh, Give us a call, won't you please? We begin our program every Sunday morning with a visit with Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Steve is live on the line with us right now. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for joining me. I am always grateful when I hear your voice. And what uh, is going on in the garden this weekend? Well, as I mentioned last Sunday, I think we do have a project underway in the center of the garden, and that is to remove Old Garden Road. You know, you should, you should never be able to drive through a botanic garden. And so we are eliminating this asphalt road in the center of the garden. We're converting it into a beautiful pedestrian walkway lined with landscape beds, trees, grassy berms. Uh, it will look so much better and be a more enjoyable experience for all. Uh, the estimated completion date is this October. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so we encourage people to, to take different routes through the garden. We have signage up directing them. Uh, to alternate routes uh, to the to both ends of the garden. For physically impaired people, I don't necessarily mean people in wheelchairs. I mean people who have a, a challenge with their gait. Uh, you have trams. You have you have assisted uh, uh, 
conveyances. Is that correct? Well, you know, we, we encourage pedestrians to walk. Well, pedestrians mean, yeah, they walk through the garden. That, that's what we encourage. Uh, if there's an absolute need for a tram or something, uh, we can assist people. But we don't have a regular tram system running. Okay. So, haven't yeah, been there since you started this, and so right. I, I don't know. I know uh, right. if yeah. I, I'm walking with a cane and, and uh, sometimes right. we 100 can, we acres. Can make accommodations, is, yes, if, yeah. there's a, if there's a need. But for the most part, we encourage people to walk through the garden. Right. Gotcha. I'm so glad I brought that up and took you off yeah, track like point, I took myself point. off track. Yeah. yeah. Why don't I let you do your report? What's your featured plant this week? Well, it is Cardoon. Uh, this is a an interesting plant. It's quite a showstopper. Uh, we have one in front, several in front of the lecture hall. Cardoon is an architectural splendor with bold texture thanks to its large, prickly, almost dagger-shaped gray-green arching leaves and a statuesque vase-shaped frame or form. It is topped with round purple thistle-like flowers in late spring to early summer. It is blooming now. This is a perennial that can uh, that can reach five to eight feet tall and four feet wide. So these things are getting big now that they are blooming or that, that they are at that point in their lives or in their life cycle. Uh, Cardoon belongs to the uh, family Asteraceae. It takes full sun has average water needs, prefers uh, soil yeah, 6.6 to 7.8, so kind of neutral, slightly alkaline. Mm-hmm. Birds like the seeds, and bees and butterflies like the flowers. I will say that Cardoon is a close cousin of the artichoke and native to the well-drained sunny slopes of the Mediterranean. Since it can overwinter in Zone 7, we plant it as a winter crop. Uh, comes in the spring, it blooms this time of the year. It will probably start going downhill in July. Uh, they don't always make it through the summer, uh, but they do through the winter and up until the time that they bloom for us. It uh, produces magnificent flower heads that can be cut and dried for arrangements. People can eat the stems and not the leaves. Uh, un- unopened flower heads can be eaten like artichokes. So there you go. That's Cardoon. Steve, you refer to it as a perennial. In, in your gardens, uh, you're using it strictly as annual? Yes, yes. We plant it in the fall. It goes through the winter, and we'll take it as far as it can through the summer, but it starts going downhill when it really gets hot in July. It's a beautiful combined in color combination in the winter with winter annuals, blue pansies, and things Mm, of that sort, and some of the flowering cabbage and kale. It is just, he used pretty flowery adjectives, and it deserves every one of them. It is an absolutely unbelievable-looking plant. Cardoon, take Mm -hmm. a look at it. What events do you have going on? Well, stick work. uh, That sculpture is still standing strong in the Fuller Garden. This is comprised of twisted and woven American elm and rough-leaf dogwood uh, saplings. Uh, This sculpture has a windswept look, and it functions as a maze that people of all ages can wind their way through. This exhibit will stay in place until it deteriorates, which is usually a year or two, and uh, we're just a little over the uh, the year uh, mark right now. So, so you were going to close it hand. down, and, and it's still standing strong. It is it is still standing, yes. I love it. Good. Yeah. You know, at least through the end of this year. Who knows? We'll see what happens in 23. But uh, it's still standing strong. It, it's beautiful. It's really uh, such an interesting thing to experience and wander through. And then secondly, as I've already mentioned, Lightscape tickets are on sale to the general public. Uh, this is our Christmas light and sound show. Uh, that premieres November 18 through January 8. Uh, we've been told this event can easily attract 100,000 visitors. 
so for the best dates and times, people should order their tickets early. They went on sale this past week. And as of Friday, we've already sold 1,300 tickets. Oh, my goodness. That far out. That's great. That's yes. a good indication. All right. So how does somebody get tickets? What uh, website are they going to be on? Well, they can go to, our, to the Gardens website, fwbg.org, and be directed to a particular – well, they can be direct – they can follow the prompts uh, that will lead them to uh, purchasing those tickets. All right. Yeah. And so we're going to give that website right now, and that is for uh, – the name is – I'm not seeing it here on my page. Well, it's just fwbg uh, FWB, fwbg.org. I was talking about uh, the, the event. Board. I was looking yeah. for the event. Well, and then uh, you can go there slash Lightscape. Lightscape, that's it. Okay, yeah. Lightscape is the event, and it's on yeah. the website of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, FWBG, yeah. the initials, dot org. All right, 24-hour information line, folks, uh, for the folks. Yes, yes, that is 817-463-4160. Right, and that website, folks, has all the information of all things going on at yes. the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Yeah. How do they find you, Steve? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. Easy to find. A couple miles west of downtown Fort Worth, and that's the same exit you would take to go to TCU or to the zoo. But we want you to come to the shade trees at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. That's right. That's where we need to be today. Hey, I appreciate you, my friend. You're wonderful. Well, thank you. Talk to you next Sunday. Thank you, Steve. All right, and that is sponsored today by WhizQ Stone, leaders in the stone industry in Tarrant County and all of North Central Texas, as they have been since 1983. Leaders in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. And, folks, that's important to you because, number one, it is an illustration of the quality of the men, the father and son team, Mike and Derek Wisenand, who own and operate this fine company. But it's also an indication that they are connected within their industry. If you need a referral to a a landscape contractor who can do the work for you, because a lot of us are not skilled at putting together a paved stone, uh, well, they have paved stone also, a a paver, uh, a a paving stone is what I was trying to say, uh, uh, walkway or patio, they have people who are skilled craftspeople at doing that, or retaining walls, or beautiful Uh, for example, fountains, anything of that sort, they have people who can do it for you that know the business. Know they, they just are craftspeople who do all of this. If you need stone for edgings, if you need stone for any kind of decorative accent, boulders, for fountains, they have all of it, 22 acres, and they'll be happy to work with you to help plan the landscape of your dreams with beautiful stone from Whiskey Stone. They're easy to find. They're open Monday through Saturday at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort worth that's monday through saturday 817-429-0822 817-429-0822 the website is whiz-q.com w-h-i-z-q.com it's whiz q stone i'm lynn with callaway's nursery in south arlington we're proud to present this hour of neil sperry's texas gardening and now back to neil Thank you, Lynn, very, very much. And we're ready to get the program underway. 
I am going to give you just a couple of tips for the middle of June, and then I'm going to ask that you give us a call right now. I think I scared everybody away with my my request for no St. Augustine questions, so I won't go back into that. But I'd love to hear from you anything on your urban landscape and garden. I'd love to fill up those phone lines right now. Mike Bass is screening calls and getting us ready to go on the air. Toll free anywhere you can hear me, 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. As I mentioned, this is the time to uh, get uh, your second application of pre-emergent weed killer out. It needs to be the granules, either dimension or uh, you could use uh, weed X with halts, or you could use uh, the the third one is uh, Baylan, and those are fairly widely available, although not as easily found now as they were back in March. If you did not make the March application, then this one won't do you any good. There is no control once you have those weeds growing. You just have to wait until next year and to be sure that you get the first and second applications out. The uh, products are good for about 100 days. Uh, I told you I would help you with identifying take-all root rot. That is what turns the tips of uh, the the blades uh, kind of a lime green to yellowish green uh, over just irregular patches in your lawn, washes across the lawn. And that can be St. Augustine, but it also can be zoysia. And uh, when you pull on the runners of St. Augustine, for example, they will offer a little bit of resistance, but when they come up, you'll see that the roots are dark and they're short. They, they are challenged. It isn't like grubworm damage where the root system may be missing completely, but it's kind of that direction, and yet you don't find any grubworms in the soil. In this case, it is, uh, it is, and you probably won't find grubworms right now at this particular stage in June anyway. They are pupating and coming out as, as June beetles, so you're not going to be able to differentiate that way. But take-all root rot just causes the root systems to be very stubbly and dark, and, and it is a soil-borne fungus that has really come to the forefront in the last 20 years or so. Azoxystrobin is the best control, but the other thing that will control take-all root rot is hot weather. It's about to go away because of the hot weather. It is an April and May disease. The other thing that is right on a turning point is you need to fertilize your St. Augustine and Zoysia, but St. Augustine for the last time until September. Um, It's pretty hot now. And nitrogen in a fertilizer will stimulate another disease of St. Augustine called gray leaf spot. And yes, I'm well aware that St. Augustine has a lot of problems. This particular uh, disease also will go after zoysia. And uh, so we, we, it's not just St. Augustine. Uh, you'll see the angular, the diamond-shaped uh, lesions on the blades right in the midribs and Uh, From now on through the summer, if you fertilize St. Augustine, you're likely to promote this disease. So from here on, you lay off the nitrogen. Normally I say try to fertilize by the middle of June because usually we don't have temperatures this high. Um, So, you know, I think I might sit it out for a few days and see if it cools down a little bit. And if you're going to fertilize, maybe fertilize very lightly. If you fertilized within the last... uh, five or six weeks, maybe you sit it out until early September. And just uh, St. Augustine doesn't need as much nitrogen and, and, well, that's all you need to add. doesn't need as much nitrogen as we think it does. A lot of times we overdo it. So anyway, that's enough to get us started. 
Paul, I see you in uh, Shady Shores, and we'll come to you in, in just a, a moment. Uh, in the meanwhile, folks, if you'd like to call, the number is 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and for a limited time, while I still have copies of the fifth printing, I am closing that uh, printing out uh, to make room for the sixth printing, which finally has uh, finished and uh, is waiting its turn. The only difference in these two printings uh, would be two chapters in chapter, uh, two paragraphs in chapter one, two paragraphs, just simple statements of uh, the fact that we did have that uh, that unusually cold spell in February of 2021. That's the whole difference, the only difference. And you already know about that, and the only reason I put it in this sixth printing is to identify that we did have those record cold temperatures, and we need to use the 1990 USDA plant hardiness zone map. If you buy the fifth uh, uh, printing of the book, which is the one I have on sale, that message is already in there. I've, I've warned that we need to be using the 1990 map all the way through all the printings. So it's not like uh, suddenly those printings are out of date. They're not. This uh, book is $32.95. It will be $38.95 when I get the sixth printing. Uh, it has uh, 11 chapters. 840 of my photographs, 344 pages, printed in San Antonio. It's a hardback. Uh, it is not in stores and not on Amazon. I chose to sell it directly from my home to your mailbox, and that way I bypassed the publisher. I self-published it so I could hire my own editor and, and graphic designer. I, I bypassed the publisher. I bypassed the distributors. I bypassed the stores and all of those uh, markups that those people put on them and uh, just sell it directly to you. I did not mark it up for any of that. That's how you can get a book of that quality for $32.95 or even $38.95. It'd be $55 if it were in, in a store. So take a look at it. It covers all aspects of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. All those photographs, huge number of charts. You're going to like this book, or I'll, uh, I'll give you every penny that you've invested in it back. I guarantee total satisfaction or full refund. 75,000 copies sold to date and not one request for a refund. $32.95. Here are the two ways you can buy it. You order it from my uh, website or you call my office uh, Monday through Friday uh, business hours. The office phone number is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it right now. They're really selling fast. Thank you for that. Thank you very much. And that website is neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Foundation Repair. Repairs.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, 
where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. All right. Thank you very much, Pastor Tommy. That's our church, the uh, First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. And uh, sharingtheheart.org is the website. Join us, won't you please? Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller is all about. They've been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years. Started during the Depression, isn't that something? Now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. They're easy to assemble, bolt-together greenhouses come in five sizes, from 6x9 to 12x21. And they feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get yourself a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company. Pretty great company at that. Visit Mueller online, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's at MuellerInc.com. Or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, 877-268-3553. MuellerInc.com. It's Mueller for greenhouses. Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Kenny Milas with Callaway's in Fort Worth, Stonegate. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Kenny, very much. Let's go to our phones. We go to Paul and Shady Shores. Paul, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, sir. How can I help you? Hey, so I had basically a Xeriscape installed in my in my flower beds last fall. I've got a bunch of uh, creeping germanda, germander. Yes, sir. And uh, it blooms, does awesome. And then it, I can have one plant right next to the other plant, and one plant will die on me, and the other plant will be thriving. Okay. Uh, that's going to be really hard to track down, Paul. I've grown it. I've never had that happen. Uh, so I don't even know where to start. I have never seen that happen. <laughs> it's not a common plant. I think you're probably the first call I've ever had on Germander, and, and so I... I I don't even know where to start. What are the symptoms you're seeing? It just it it, it just will it starts wilting, turns brown, and then basically almost dies. Sometimes it'll recover. You know, um, I'm sitting here looking at it. I've got 30 plants in this one bed, and one area they're all turning brown, and all around them they're blooming. Look like a perfectly healthy plant. All right. Well, let me give you the best I can. I. I uh, I have a newscast coming in about a minute, so I uh, can't go into long diagnostics. But when you have a plant a situation like that, the first thing I would think about, uh, not much you can check, but I would think to whether did I did it get did the bed get dry, and maybe I watered it and and one plant uh, didn't get the water quite quickly enough. And if that's the case, then uh, that plant reached what's called the permanent wilting point and just couldn't come back. Um, so that's a possibility. It's also possible, I guess, that there's a, a wet spot in the bed, but if it's a, a Xeriscape bed, that probably isn't the case. Um, I would look at the stem right where it enters the ground and see if there's any damage or any decay there. Uh, if you have a plant that has died, I would very carefully lift it out and look at the root system to see if there's any evidence of 
uh, decay or, or soggy soil or uh, damaged roots or anything, but I am giving you uh, absolutely generic information that, that it would apply to any plant. Then I would do a quick Google search with the keyword university at the very front of it and see what you can find. I've got to hit a newscast in about five seconds. So, But that's where I would start, and that is unfortunately the best I can do. I wish I could help you more. Folks, got to hit the news. We'll be right back. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. City managers facing a job performance review. I'm Dennis Martin from the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. In Dallas uh, on 635 westbound side, the off-ramp leading from 635 to 75 Central Expressway partially blocked by an accident. In Mesquite, construction has only the right lane getting through on westbound I-30 between Northwest Drive and Galloway Avenue. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. And now the WBAP forecast. It's going to be sunny and hot today. High temperature, 103. Tonight, clear, muggy, overnight low, 80 degrees. Monday, more sunny and hot. The high temperature on Monday, though, about 100 degrees. Right now, we're looking at 83 degrees in Dallas and in Fort Worth. Dallas City Council will hold a special meeting this week to discuss the future of City Manager T.C. Brodnax. The meeting will be held Wednesday morning at Dallas City Hall. A memo from the mayor says there have been a number of recent concerns about what he described as significant performance issues. The National Governors Association says it's forming a working group of governors to come up with recommendations to stop mass shootings, such as the Uvalde School Massacre. The Republican governor of Arkansas and the Democratic governor of New Jersey are forming the group. They want six to ten governors on their panel and say their focus will be on a bipartisan approach to school safety. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day. And keep connected to News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. All right, thank you very much, Dennis. Let me tell you right now about the people who sponsor this entire uh, program this entire hour of the program, and that would be the great people at, I'm doing these a little bit out of order, Mike, in case you wonder where I'm headed, uh, Callaway's, Callaway's Nursery, I just realized I shuffled my deck here, fill your flower beds and containers with bright blooms and textures of perennials, Callaway's Nursery makes it fun and easy with their vast selection of colorful options, and they are on sale today, 20% off. Plant a perennial once, and you'll be rewarded with texture and color that will return year after year for many years. Completely fill your flower beds or containers with your favorite or plant several varieties. Either way, you'll love the pretty blooms of your perennials now and into the future. 
Some North Texas favorites are coneflowers, daylilies, and hostas, but there are plenty of others to entice you to enjoy more time outdoors. Just remember to mulch your new perennials with Callaway's Premium Organic Mulch. You'll want to water them in thoroughly after planting. The mulch will not only lock in the moisture, but also cut down on those pesky weeds that rob moisture. If you have questions, feel free to talk to one of their Texas-certified nursery professionals for expert gardening advice and tips. 20% off a vast selection uh, today. That's of Callaway's Nursery, and you'll really enjoy shopping at Callaway's today. Everything backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee, and that is all their great uh, perennials today. Better Garden begins with better plants. That's exactly what you'll find at Callaway's. Shop at any of their community stores, including the new location in Prosper, or order online at Callaway's.com. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week. That's Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. It's Callaway's.com. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. If you're not informed, then you're out of the loop. All you have to do is ask. Alexa, open W. Sunburst Shutters. Oh my goodness, it's a joy to get to tell you about this fine company. If you're thinking about replacing your old window treatments with beautiful plantation-style shutters, this is the place you need to call. This is the place we called about a dozen years ago, and we have been thrilled every day, every night, ever since. These are the most energy-efficient shutters you will find anywhere. These are the most light-tight shutters you will find anywhere. And the reason for that is every one of the Sunburst shutters made is made specifically for a given window. Did you hear that? They come out and they measure each window by window by window. And then they go back and make a shutter for that window by window by window. That's why they fit so beautifully. The reason they're so energy efficient, in addition to the precision fitting, is the fact that they're made of polywood, a man-made material that doesn't crack or warp or split or peel, and it is energy efficient. There's not a bit of wood in it, but it looks like wood. From 18 inches away, you can't tell that they're not the most beautiful wood shutters, white or off-white, but they can be custom uh, painted or faux-stained. Oh, you just need to see them to believe them. And they're two and a half, three and a half, or four and a half inch louver size. Let them bring samples to your home. Hold them up in your windows so that you can uh, decide which louver size is best for you. They'll help you. Hollywood shutters from Sunburst Shutters are also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. The phone number to Sunburst Shutters, 214-343-2601. You can go to their showroom but it's easier and probably better to let them come to you. 214-343-2601, sunburstshutters.com. News Talk 820, WBAP. Tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited, then we'll go back to the phone lines. Wild Birds Unlimited, a great trio of their stores, sponsor my broadcast, sponsor my electronic newsletter, and they are great stores. You will enjoy so much getting into Wild Birds Unlimited. I went into our McKinney store. Uh, we live in McKinney, and so that's one I go in a little more often. And, oh, my goodness, you just get so excited when you see all the enthusiasm about wild birds. You see all the people coming in and smiling and going out with great products. You realize what a great 
set of stores these are, and they're all over the nation. But uh, the best, I think the best ones in the nation are right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I'll tell you the three that sponsor in just a moment. The birds are very active this time of year. You wouldn't expect that. But uh, I had run out of a seed for about a week. I just hadn't been able to get into our store and our cylinders, the, the seed cylinders, the incredible product. You need to see them to believe them. Um, had had run out. I just was out. And so I, I put them up yesterday morning, and within about 30 minutes, the birds were all over them. These are little songbirds and uh, not migratory birds. They're birds that are with us year-round. And last night I noticed that the, 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 the hanging uh, peanut feeders were about half emptied. So it's just so cool to see the birds and know that you're helping the wild birds. Wild Birds Unlimited. David stores in the Park Cities. He's been there a long time at 5715 West Lovers Lane, next to Nichols and Hardy Nursery and Garden Center. Ron's store, and that's just about a block west of the tollway, by the way. Ron's store. Ron also has been in the Wild Bird uh, Wild Birds Unlimited business for a long time, almost 20 years, and his new store, he moved, is at 5708 Abrams Road, one block south of Northwest Highway. Bertie's store, the McKinney store that I go into, is at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway in McKinney. You say, well, that's right beside Tom Thumb, and you're right, just on the south side of Tom Thumb. Wild Birds Unlimited. WBU.com slash DFW, bringing wild birds and people together and doing it with a smile. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Paul from the Richardson Store, the first Callaways. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Paul, very much. That's the Paul who gave me the suggestion of an answer in eGardens this week, and I thank him for that. Great deal. All right, let's see. Let's go to uh, Rusty in Colleyville. Rusty, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much. How can I help? I've got a real quick question before we get started. After 75,000 signatures on your book, do you ever get a cramp in your hand? No. I'll tell you what hurts. I'll tell you what hurts. After all that, if I do a lot of books, I think the most books I've done in a day is about oh seven or eight hundred and lifting the books gets my shoulder stacking them so that's <laughs> the does. only thing yeah okay. old age has well, served me well i keep plugging uh, away <laughs> it hits us all yep. it hits us all. The, well i've taken on a heroic uh event as well i planted 31 30 gallon nelly stevens Ooh. and i am Doing what you said, I have uh, water bubblers on them, and I took the water bubbler, put it into a five-gallon bucket, calculated out how long it took to fill that, and it was about a minute and a half, two minutes. So I multiplied that out for 30 gallons, and I'm watering now. I've got two hoses going, walking back and forth between the two, and started doing it every three days. Began to get some brown branches towards the bottom, and I... I thought it was watering enough, so now I've gone to every other day. Uh, I'm still starting to get some brown turning down in there, so I've been moving the bubbler from side to side on them, make sure it's getting good coverage down in there. Now, my question is, I've, I've sh- kind of stripped the leaves off. Should I remove those brown branches? Because the, the top half, a lot of it's green. I'm just trying to slow it all down. So when you say brown branches, you're talking about the whole branches turn brown. Uh, the leaves. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I, 
Yeah, I can take my glove and just strip the leaves right off it. Oh, that is no good. I am so sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How soon after you planted the, the hollies did that happen? Uh, in the last, I noticed it in the last probably three weeks. Because I'm out here, like I say, watching them every other day. Uh, that is highly unusual. Folks, okay. what he is what he is reacting to is my recommendation that if a plant came out of a 30-gallon pot, that you give it 30 gallons of water when you water it. And so he is testing how long does it take to fill a 30-gallon container. Therefore, that's how long I'm going to let the water run on it. And um, uh, so... Uh, and and that's all he's he's done a beautiful job of that and the bubbler he's talking about is a thing that's the shape and size of a a, a large man's fist and it has holes in it about the size of a pencil they're probably how many holes would you guess are in a bubbler 50 60 something like that 40 50 yeah and i run two of them so uh, all right and you, you have uh, the thing running it. I'm describing it to people who don't know what a bubbler looks like. We're not talking about a, a drip irrigation a bubbler emitter. We're talking about a thing that runs at full volume, and it breaks up the flow of the water so that it, it uh, can can water more quickly. It's not a water breaker like a spray head. It's, it's even better than that for this purpose. I wonder if your water pressure might be down when you're doing this as opposed to when you measured. I, I, I don't. Uh, I think that's the that, case, but I just crossed my mind. You know, that it could be because I'm running two hoses. Mm-hmm. Uh, where When I did my measurement, I only did one. So I might it's, not, it's not operating off a Y splitter off one faucet, is it? No, no, I, it's opposite sides of the house. Okay, because that really does, that doesn't, you know, that does diminish the flow. Um you can you can prune the, the the dead branches off, or at least get rid of the brown leaves. You don't want to have to look at that. I hate that that happened because they may not fill in um, properly, at least not for a while. Uh, you know, you may have to have some growth that will hang down to cover that. Um, but I I don't I cannot conceive that you would have to water more often than every other day. At 103 okay. degrees, every other day is logical. Yeah, that's why I got out here at six thirty this morning. I didn't yeah, want to be out this afternoon. I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> I have some new hollies, and I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, that's just what I was taking. So now I do take one of these kind of three pronged little cultivators, or I don't know what they are, but I keep the soil broken up around the top. Right. So the water doesn't run off. I sure don't want it to run off. Well, I have a. Uh, I have when I plant things. Uh, this is. I don't know whether you've done this or not, but for others. It, it really bothers me when I see people plant a new tree or a large shrub and then mound the soil up around in a, in a rounded mound, like half a tennis ball, up around the trunk. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what commercial people will often do. And the reason they do that, I think, my own contention, is they don't want to carry the soil back in their truck. They want to leave it on site. And if they're going to do that, it would be much better, in my opinion. I, I hear other people say different things. But people I respect in the industry, but I think it's better to make a donut of that, a reservoir, and fill the reservoir with with the water you're putting in. Um, I've done that all of my life, and it really makes it easier to water where you have that 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 uh, like an inner tube of water of uh, soil around the edge. Sure, it makes it a little harder to mow for the first year, but you can burst that open then after a year and smooth that soil out. It kind of does it by itself. And it goes away, but you don't want soil piled up around the trunk of the tree. That makes it harder to water. 
Right, right. And I don't have that. It's good. It's basically flat. Uh, you know, and, and it's it's the branches that are at the very, very bottom, you know, because when I first planted them, they went all the way to the ground. Right. And these are branches now that have come up about, oh, some of them five, six inches. Uh, uh, but we'll, we'll Those are expendable. And on. you know what, Rusty, that's probably, if, if these plants had gotten too dry, um, uh-huh. I don't think that's the way it would be happening. I think if that's as far as it comes, prune those off, and I think your plants will be fine. Just keep the water flowing this summer the way you're uh, doing it. I am, I am so impressed with what you're doing. It's going to be a long, long summer. It sure is. Yeah, long, lonely summer. When I did that as a kid, I used to listen to Aggie Marching Band practicing in the early morning hours. That, that was College Station in those days. I was close to the campus. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got you on the headset and hanging in there. All right. Good luck with them. I think you'll be fine. Thank you very much, Neil. You bet. Thank you. All right, let's see. Let me take one more call because I just did some ads, so I don't want to go right back into them. Let's go to Kathy and Forney. Kathy, this is Neil. Good morning. Hi there. How can I help you? Um, We have our backyard. We used to have a tree in it that got into our plumbing, and we took it down. Uh, The builder put it in in the mid-'80s. And apparently it was never supposed to be within 40 feet of a structure, and it was less than 15 feet. Anyway, it's gone, I think, in 2016. And now our lawn is not very flat because I think the roots are we, – we get a lot of mushrooms coming up. And we've I read the other day that that was indicative of rotted matter underneath. And right. And, you know, nothing is flat out there. I know you don't recommend putting soil on top of the grass, but how do we flatten this thing out without... No, I I don't have any problem with doing what you need to do with soil on top. Uh, The the thing that people used to do, I don't see it as often now, they used to just top dress the whole lawn with soil. And uh, what is that? I never figured that out. But when you have ruts and bumps and lumps and valleys... um, you have to do something, and, and I do understand that. What I would do is get um, – how, how deep are the, the lowest – this this almost sounds like you're talking to a counselor. How how deep are your lowest depressions? <laughs> Probably four inches. Oh, that's pretty abrupt. And how and, wide uh, are they? I, I don't dare let a friend of ours who uses a cane walk in our backyard. I got it. I, I feel for it. I understand. How uh, wide are those – four inch deep ones maybe six inches i mean it was a big tree yeah no i understand they're they're just the width of the root then what i would do there kathy is i would get a a source somewhere a a really reliable source of clean uh, uh, soil that is fairly similar to what you have in your lawn you don't want to get something as a you know, if you have black clay, you don't want to have sandy loam soil in there that's totally different because it might be hard to keep the grass fertilized evenly and, and such. But you've got to have something that is roughly equivalent, and, and yet well, you can spread clay. in there. Hang on just a second. You've got to have something you can get to go down in there. Here's, here's what I'm trying to say. Uh, in the In the depressed areas like that, you need to add topsoil that matches what you have in your lawn. 
Okay. It's going it's going to it's going to kill the grass that's down in that rut. That's okay because it's 6 inches across, the grass will cover across and be fine. It'll cover within a few weeks. If you had okay. told me it's 3 or 4 feet across, then it might have been prudent to dig some of that sod out, lay it on the side, put the soil in and use the sod you have to cover back over or to make plugs and and plug back in, but you don't even need to mess with that. Um, if you have an area that is an inch deep, kind of shallow in other words, you might use uh, washed brick sand like you'd mix a, a mortar with, yellow well, sand like you'd put in a play box, a sandbox, and, well, but, but no more than an inch of that, and you could fill a shallow rut with that, put it out on the on the driveway, let it dry, it'd take about a minute in this, <laughs> in this weather, <laughs> And and then just use a square-bladed shovel to sprinkle it into those ruts through the grass and let the grass, it just becomes kind of a cushion uh, for the grass, and that will level that out. And then the next time you get a three- or four-inch rain, um, it may be months, but the next time you get a really nice rain that really soaks in and softens the whole lawn, you might go to a rental shop, get a, a roller, and fill it part way with water, which is how they're how they're weighted, and then roll the lawn or have somebody do it for you to smooth it out. You don't want to do that more than once, or once or twice, to right. smooth it out, and that should make it a whole lot better. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good day. It'll be a lot of work when you do that that one time. Appreciate your call. All right, we have Mark in McLennan County. In the Waco area, and we would have you right after if you call 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Folks, you want to get one of the remaining copies of the fifth printing of Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening at just $32.95? Oh, my goodness, that's a sale price. Then you need to go either to neilsperry.com or call my office Monday through Friday, business hours, at 800-752-GROW. This is the book that covers outdoor gardening for every county in Texas, 840 of my photographs, 344 pages. It's a hardback. It's printed on high-quality paper. Everything about this book is first class, I think. It's not uh, edged in gold or anything, but I spent a year of my life doing this book. I hired the best editor I could find, and I'd worked with her a lot, so I had a a really good knowledge of of Carolyn Skye and her incredible ability. I say the very same thing about Cindy Smith and her graphic design ability. The three of us did this book, and I'd love to get a copy to you. I sign every copy as it sells. I'd like to sign one for you and get it in the mail to you. It is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. It's only $32.95 while I still have copies of the fifth printing. I've put them on sale, trying to finish everything up and even it out. Sixth printing will be $38.95, so that's how big the savings is. So these were bought before the uh, supply chain issues and before all prices went nuts. So I can, I can make you a really good deal. But you have to act quickly. You can call my office tomorrow, you can, uh, anytime uh, between 9 and 5, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. Satisfaction completely guaranteed or I'll refund every 
penny you invest in the book. The other way and the better way is to order it right now at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Advanced Foundation Repair at 214-333-0003 on the web foundationrepairs.com. That's the company I want you to remember. I get a lot of questions of me asking, who is that foundation repair company? And I can remember that number. It is so easy to remember. 214-333-0003. As I've said many times, it's almost melodic. This is the company that has pioneered so many innovations in their industry. They have brought their industry so far forward. They've earned the right to call themselves advanced foundation repair the home estimate is absolutely free they come to your home and do a thorough home inspection of your foundation if there are problems they show you what they are where they are how serious they are and what it would cost to repair them and if you hire them to do the work for you when they finish first of all they're very tidy about their work they give you a guarantee that is transferable from owner to owner to owner and good for the lifetime of the house. They were the ones who pioneered all of that in their industry, and it wasn't too long until every other company had to fall in line. Give them the credit. Give them a chance to bid your job, and I think you will find they are the best. We've used their services, and I can tell you in the 26 years that I've been doing ads for them, almost 27 now, I've had so many people thank me for that referral. Again, Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003, Advanced Foundation Repair. We at Callaway's are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Greg Polito from the North Fort Worth Callaway's. We're proud to be sponsoring the segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Greg, very much. He's been with them a long time. Great store. Let's go to Mark in McLennan County. Mark, this is Neil. Good morning. Well, good morning, Neil. Uh, I've got a uh, cherry tomato plant uh, that are uh, looking like they have some type of white fungus on the stem, and I'm not sure um, what I need to do to eliminate that or if I have some other problem with watering or what's going on. All right. This is on the stems, not on the, on the fruit or on the leaves. That's correct. It's on the stem. All right. And describe this white fungus. Does it? Uh, it's kind of uh, like almost like furry. It's in probably in some sections. It's about six or seven inches long. It doesn't go all the way up the stem. It's just in the base. And there are certain sections in the in the upper part of the plant that have it as well. All right. Does any part of it move around? No. You sure? Are you are you are you, are you meaning like it is? It, does it have like does it flake off? No. Uh, do you see any part of it that, that, that moves when you get close to it? Let me take a look. No, sir. I'm, I'm going to run out of time, but what I kind of wonder, what I kind of wonder is if you might have, uh, the, uh, the little, uh, leaf hopper, the cottony leaf hopper 
uh, I have them all over uh, some of my uh, Turk's cap. Uh, they're they're okay. up and down the stems in about a six or eight inch uh, band on the stems only. Uh, they look like you wave the the stem through cotton candy, white cotton candy. Yeah, that's you, what it looks like now. If you look closely, you will find in that's just camouflage. Uh, within all of that, there's uh, an insect that is smaller than the head of a Q-tip that is hiding, and it looks like all the rest of that. It's basically harmless. And okay. they're just, they're amazing insects. And uh, maybe they have some harm. I guess they do, but I, I never I never worry about them. They kind of run their course. Look a little more closely. I'll bet you'll find that's the case. Thank so, you very much, Neil. Yeah, you betcha. Thanks for calling. Uh, another hour coming up. Stay tuned.